Welcome to Final Argument. I'm Rebecca Knight. This is the true crime story of the disappearance of Ray Gricar, the former district attorney of Center County, Pennsylvania. He vanished without a trace on April 15, 2005. He was 59 years old and just nine months away from retirement. Now, I want to say something before I go any further. The biggest part of this case is that there is no direct evidence of Mr. Grikar's disappearance. That's right. So let that just sink in for a minute. There's no direct evidence of a disappearance. Nothing. They never found him or any part of him. Not even a shoe. So what does that tell you? How does anyone vanish without a trace, let alone a district attorney? It's one of the most famous missing persons cases in U.S. history, right up there with D.B. Cooper and Jimmy Hoffa. And by the way, Hoffa disappeared under similar circumstances. Part of the reason I decided to look into this was because I lived for 10 years in the county where Mr. Grikar was the district attorney. And I was born and raised in the area where he eventually disappeared 65 miles away. Initially, hundreds of tips came into the police, but as time went on, they slowed to a trickle, and they were all dead ends anyway. And then I found that one of the stranger of the many strange things about the investigation into his disappearance was that from the outset, and despite the flood of press attention paid to the case for months and many years afterward, the police were reluctant to consider foul play. And they concentrated primarily on the possibilities that Grikar had run off with a woman, or he had committed suicide, or had gone off and assumed a new identity somewhere else. I'm going to show you new evidence that flies in the face of that. If you're in the camp that Ray Grikar walked away from his life... I'll show you new evidence that completely contradicts that theory, too. Consciously or not, the police never fully investigated this case. Why didn't they consider murder or foul play right away? I mean, they ran down every report of Grikar sightings, no matter how far-fetched. One person claimed she had seen him in the audience of an Oprah Winfrey show. And so they checked the tapes, but he had not been there. Two years after his disappearance, police released details of a forensic analysis of Grikar's home computer. A press release was issued that said before he vanished, he had searched the web for ways to wipe a hard drive and for what water damage would do to a laptop. His county issued one, had been recovered from the banks of the Susquehanna River, not far from where his abandoned car was found. Don't you think a press release like that would strongly bolster the theories of suicide or voluntary absence because it suggested premeditation on Grikar's part? Yet the same forensic analysis on his computer also revealed that he had spent time comparison shopping airline tickets because he was planning to visit his daughter in Washington State later in the month he disappeared. 
Grikar's office desk calendar also contained many things he had plans for. He had a trip to Vermont planned for October 2005. He blocked a week out for that. But aside from that, he also had meetings scheduled that were related to his work. They were planned out weeks and months ahead, all in his own handwriting. Why weren't those plans made known in the press release? Do you think those plans sound like anything that would come from a person that was getting ready to kill himself or start a new life on the beach in Belize with some babe? None of this information was ever released to the public. How do I know these details? I finally got a break in my reporting when I was asked to look at the case file to see if I could find anything in there that might help figure out what happened to him. When I first laid eyes on the file, I was struck by how big it is. Thousands of pages of documents in big Rubbermaid containers, I remember. I was given one hour to look at it. But after that amount of time, I realized I hadn't even made a dent in it. So I asked for 72 hours. Denied. But eventually a compromise was worked out and I was granted 48 hours access to the file. Now, once I had the file in my hands, I used those 48 hours to make a complete copy of it. I knew I had to have a lot of time to sift through it, to study it. But with my copy in hand, I went back into the investigation with new eyes. So what's in the case file? Well, among other things, it contains police reports, witness sightings, forensic reports, all email communications from Grikar's work and home computer, FBI reports, his financial records, phone records, personal and work correspondence. It goes on and on. It's got everything. Right down to the note his girlfriend left for him when she went to work on the morning of his disappearance. I will be making available on my website at raygrikar.com excerpts from the case file as they relate to what I discuss on my podcast. You'll be able to see the evidence for yourself. So I've taken all of this information and cross-referenced it with hundreds of interviews that I conducted with people who knew him, worked with him, or saw him on the day he went missing. Until finally, a picture emerged, and I had the big aha moment. I realized there was more than enough evidence to suggest that the circumstances surrounding his disappearance points to what is called in mafioso speak a lupara bianca, which means the white shotgun where the body of the missing person is never found. Why did I do this? Because I want this thing solved. And honestly, I don't think it will be solved until a grand jury investigation is called into his disappearance. And until the powers that be decide to make that happen, this case will remain cold. It never made sense to me. A district attorney? A man of his stature who vanished into thin air? If it could happen to him, who's to say it couldn't happen to one of us? I have a lot to share with you. Facts that have been willfully and purposefully hidden from the public since Ray Grikar disappeared. 
Why were these things hidden? Who were or are the players in this story? And who had the most to lose on Ray Grikar's watch? I'm going to reveal for the first time what really happened during the investigation of his disappearance. And I'm going to use this podcast and website at raygrikar.com to shine a big light on a very dark and murky story about a man whose life was all about seeking truth and justice for the people he served and how he paid the ultimate price for doing that. So put your seatbelts on. It's going to be one hell of a ride. Please join me for the next episode of Final Argument, The Disappearance of District Attorney Ray Gricar. I'll be taking you back to the night the police found his abandoned car and what they found or didn't find inside. Thanks for listening. <laughs>